Good morning and welcome to HR Examiner's Executive Conversations. I'm your host, John Seltzer, and today we're going to be talking with Mark Willeman, who is the founder and CEO of HR Marketer, a venerable institution in the HR technology landscape located in beautiful Santa Cruz, California. How are you, Mark? John, I'm doing great. You know, I've always wanted to ask you, what is that intro music you got in your show? We deserve <laughs> You know, I, I, I've been trying to remember. I, I believe it's a piece out of a Talking Heads tune, um, but but um, it's been a long time. We've done, I, I think, yesterday we did the 150th show of Stacey Harris and I talking about the week's news. So we've been at that for three years, doing it weekly. And, and this show has been on for five years and for much of that time was twice a week. So there are maybe, what does that mean? There are probably six or 700 of these shows wow. out there. And, and so, and, and so picking up on remembering what the theme music was, it, it was so long ago that, that, that it's a little anachronism, but thanks for asking. Yeah, I, I used to it's, listen to that much of a beat at seven o'clock in the morning here in California. So that that's good. It's waking me up. Well, that's that's you know on, on, the, on this schedule, I need to be awakened by the theme music too. So it's <laughs> well, good to, good to good to be here again. Thanks for um, thanks for asking me to come on. I'm this is, this is great. Well, this is going to be exciting. You've got a new product, and I want to hear all about it. Um, uh, but would you start by reintroducing yourself? You've been here before, but it, it'll be um, good for the audience to get refreshed, and the audience is growing, so there might be a person out there who um, doesn't know who you are, although I think that's unlikely. Well, I, that's, well, as you said, uh, Mark Willeman, I'm the founder of HR Marketer. We have been doing this since 2001, if you can believe that. And I'll inter- HR Marketer hasn't changed much over the years. Uh, what we do has evolved quite a bit to stay relevant, but our core our core value propositions never changed. We're HR marketers, part software and part information listings. Uh, we provide information, business intelligence, and uh, tools to help companies in this space identify, select, and execute marketing activities that hopefully increase the visibility of their brand. Well, um, so so you've got this new product coming out. So I, I, I'm not sure. I guess, I guess that's right that your, that your value proposition hasn't changed, but you have constantly innovated. It's probably worth, before we start into the new product, it's probably worth talking just a little bit about, about the amazing array of service that you deliver. So, so when I first met you, you were doing something that looked like um, a classic PR service of of access to reporters and um, events, um, and it's grown to be a a social media oriented service that allows you to understand how the conversation in the industry is evolving. Um, so, so, so it's 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 grown into all of the things that an organization like that might have become, although few of them did. Yeah, uh, that's well said. The, the funny thing is, and, and people listening today, especially who are 
um, younger than the two of us would would laugh. But in two thousand in two thousand one, believe it or not, I, I was at a uh, another company in the HR space in a, a marketing role, and eventually left and and wanted to start this company. And I realized that every marketer in the country was probably going through the same activities I was which was aggregating all this information of who the journalists were, what are all the trade shows we should be considering, what are the speaking opportunities, what kind of an award can we apply for, who are the analysts, and, and we aggregated that information, John, uh, the press contacts, and put it behind a firewall and charged a few dollars for people to get access to that information. And that was the first version of HR marketer. And believe it or not, that was new at the time and nobody could believe that we had it. And hundreds of companies came forward and said, oh my gosh, you just saved me a bunch of time. I want access to that information. So fast forward to when social comes about and changes everything. And we began to help people make um, social, who are the top influencers, who's talking about what topics on various social networks. And then that became a social marketing uh, platform. And then we started to merge the two together. And that was a few years ago. And that became quite exciting where, wow, you can tell me everybody that's engaging with a event on social media and wow, what other events are they going to? And that was the genesis of some of the business intelligence tools and, uh, and a bunch of other little features in between. And that's kind of where we are today is a BI, uh, uh, social marketing, as well as uh, still uh, information listing. So it's, we've, we've come quite a way. And, you know, you have to evolve, as you know. Uh, you have to evolve to stay relevant. And um, it's a constant battle to uh, for all vendors in, in, in the space to maintain the relevancy by adapting to just what's changing in the marketplace. And um, I just read your report, as a matter of fact, John, the, um, I'm looking at it here, the 2018 Index of Predictive which was outstanding, by the way. And just reading that really got a sense of how things are, again, changing in the HR space with AI, uh, machine learning and things like that. So, yeah, so we've evolved quite a bit over the years. Well, thanks for mentioning the report. So you've got a new, you've got a new product coming out. Um, tell we, me. Yeah, we are introducing an advocacy platform. Uh, that's going to help companies leverage their internal teams and business partners or stakeholders uh, to get their content, their news, their jobs, and other messages they want to communicate, uh, get it seen and engaged with by more people. So we're pretty excited. We've been working on this tool most of this year. Uh, so it's pretty it's pretty exciting to finally get it out. So, 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 tell me, tell me a little bit more about it. What is it? What is an advocacy tool? Okay. Well, um, I say that the the dictionary <laughs> defines advocacy as the process of advocating something. And our advocacy platform will allow our customers to assemble a group of individuals, uh, usually employees, a common goal of building awareness of something that all have a benefit and to make it easy for these customers to then push information to the group members, the advocates, 
and then make it easy for the group members to share the information with their network. So essentially, whether you have 10 employees or 10,000 employees, everyone can help communicate information and grow awareness and interest in things that are important to you, the, the company. And it's been a pain point that we've heard from our customers. It's one of the reasons we chose to, to build it. Uh, that's that's interesting. So, who is the customer? Well, the uh, it, it's interesting because as for the last since two thousand one, our customers have been the HR solution providers. So, any company that markets a product or a service to the HR or recruiting department or benefits department of an organization, uh, the new advocacy platform will will definitely help this existing customer base to generate more awareness and interest in what they're trying to communicate to the marketplace. Uh, that's more of a brand advocacy play there. But we have a new customer base now because any uh, HR department, any uh, re- recruiting agency, anyone involved in employer branding uh, will also benefit from the new advocacy platform. You might call that the employee advocacy uh, side, uh, where uh, you're wanting to help promote the company as a great place to work, a uh, common tactic within employer branding. So, And it's especially useful to HR, considering they're, um, interestingly enough, becoming a communication distributor within organizations in addition to their day-to-day talent management and other HR responsibilities. So our customer, in short, is still the HR solution providers, but now becomes expanded to HR departments, employer branding uh, professionals, and anyone trying to build the company's reputation as a great place to work. So sounds to me like this is an, another case of HR marketer just figuring out how to fulfill its, its basic values. Um, as the environment changes because of technology. Uh, so, so in the beginning, you started out by helping people reach people who could give out their message, right? That's the, that's the initial uh, reason for having contacts in, in the journalism mm-hmm. world. Um, today, the people who can help you give out your message are already on your team. And... Yeah. And, and and so it's simply an evolution of of the core mission that's keeping up with the way communications technology turns out to turns out to have evolved. I I, I find that fascinating. Well, um, our it's a the, the advocacy platform is, is certainly a logical extension to our core mission, as you said, of helping companies expand their visibility and grow interest in their brand. And as I mentioned just a few moments ago, John, it, it was our customers that encouraged us to build this platform in the first place because they were having a, a business challenge. And it was essentially, hey, we're, we're investing all these marketing, all, we're investing in all these marketing activities. And yet the people that have the greatest interest in the activities being successful, which is their team, their, their marketing team, their employees, are often completely unaware of the activities even taking place and therefore can't help promote them. Now, a secondary challenge was it's getting harder and harder for people to see a company's information. So logically, if you have a bunch of people promoting it on their own 
networks and channels. There's there's power in, in numbers, but but the core challenge was, you know, and and when our customers told us that, I thought back, and that's true. I've been at companies where you have several hundred or thousand employees, and and people outside of marketing have no idea that you have a webinar next week. They have no idea you're going to a trade show in a couple of weeks, or you just put out a new blog post and. And many of the employees, not all of them, but many of the employees would love to help promote the information because it ultimately um, benefits them. So that was a clear pain point that we wanted to address. And then the HR and employer branding leaders that we've spoken to, they have voiced similar challenges. It's how can we get our employees more involved in promoting our company as a, as a great place to work? So we, we think we built a tool to solve these challenges for uh, both of these uh, pain points. And we're, um, again, excited to get it out. That, that, that's amazing. So is your, is your customer HR or is your customer the marketing department? Who, who is the customer? I, it's, it's both. It's, it's really, I mean, we're, we're always, we're in the HR space. So all of our customers day to day are in this space. Um, we spend most of our time today talking to the marketing uh, departments of HR solution providers, but with this product and the market testing we've done and um, the conversations we've had, there's a clear interest with employer branding uh, professionals to help their clients uh, with employer branding by using this tool as an employee advocacy platform. So the customers are definitely expanding. So we'll be talking now to uh, HR departments, people in charge of employer branding, as well as our you know current uh, customer base of the HR. Uh, solution providers in their marketing departments. So, so um, when when I hear advocacy, I tend to think of lawyers and and <laughs> what you, what what you're well, it's it's I, I live with one, right? It's, it's so so it's hard not to. Uh, um, but um, when I hear the word advocacy, I don't really think about the kinds of things that you're talking about. Um, do you imagine that's going to be a challenge in marketing, or is this a is this a coming way of talking about helping employees be good brand ambassadors? Yeah, I you know it's now we're getting into kind of a a, a marketing question because we we struggle with this too. This was not the original name of our of our product. We were using words like collaboration and a lot of other words that just made no sense to call a product. Uh, and then as we got educated in the space, we realized that the fairly established, albeit in its infancy, the marketplace, but there was a fairly established um, um, term to describe this type of software uh, product. And it was, you know, the brand advocacy and the employee advocacy. So we, we didn't want to spend the money on trying to invent a new category. Uh, we decided, at least initially, to, to piggyback on what most buyers seemed comfortable in in thinking about this as an as an advocacy tool. But you're right. I mean, traditionally, advocacy you think about um, you know people in trying to get their like like-minded individuals together to really change something or or a cause, and and they go out and and yeah, they 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 do lobbying. But really, John, think about it. It's still about getting a people together that share a common interest in helping them to to work together to to change uh, and get people more aware of what they what they're doing and get more people uh, interested so uh, not too much of a stretch but but we don't think we're going to have too much of a problem 
in, in our space because people that we've spoken to who are using these types of products at the corporate level or within marketing departments uh, are using these terms. Uh, I find that really interesting. And, you know, I'm sure you're right that this is a nascent thing that I've, I've heard. William Tincup first told me about employee advocacy uh, programs years ago. And, and, and I went, Oh man, you are so full of it. Um, and, 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 and as I listened to what you're doing, I think he was right. He, he has the, the capacity to be quite visionary. And, um, the, the thing that I keep hearing as I listen to you talk about it though, is advocacy is political language. Right? I think of lawyers, you talked about organizing, uh, and and I wonder if in this environment those overtones will get in the way of, of being successful. Because if, you know, if I was running a big company, the very last thing that I'd want is something that sounded political right now. Um, um, but that that that's you'll get to figure that out. It's it's early going, and I love this idea. So so just to to summarize it, you give individual employees the capability to deliver information about um, about things the company wants talked about to networks that they construct themselves. Is that how this works? Yeah, I can kind of give you the the, the process, the kind of the workflow of that. You might do please that. Please do. Yeah, please yeah. do. So it's and and again, it's because the product is embedded within our existing HR marketer suite. There are some other cool things you can do um, on the HR side. For example, if you stumble across a new speaking opportunity at a trade show or maybe an award that um, uh, you can apply for to bring recognition to your company, that's that's the information is all within the product, and it's very easy to to then share that information with colleagues or teams. But essentially in the advocacy side, the, the, the workflow consists of four steps, John. It's, it's number one is the customer, the, the, the buyer, HR, the marketing um, solution provider, they create an advocacy group. And there's no limit to the number of groups you can create. And we went with this group concept because we realized that there's some ongoing groups, perhaps like all employees, uh, but there might be other groups that you create uh, for a specific event that's coming up to help everybody get on board with communicating and promoting that event. Could be internal people as well as your event attendees or business partners. And then when the event's over, that group might be dismantled. So the first part is you create a group. Uh, then you invite people to the group. And there are a variety of ways to do that. You can just provide a link or you can uh, invite people through email, but you invite people to the group, the advocates. Uh, that, so those group members then receive an activation link um, and click, they're in. And they're looking at the timeline of, the, of your advocacy group. Now the customer, the, the, the primary admin, will begin to share or push, if you will, to the uh, advocacy timeline. It could be the company's latest blog post. It could be articles that mention the company. Uh, it could be people, hey, everybody, follow John Sumser to engage with. It could be job openings that you want to help everybody push out, anything. And uh, they're all tagged and labeled, very easy to understand um, um, our categories. 
Uh, once they're um, pushed out, the group members, the advocates who are within that group, they're notified uh, a variety of way. They can, uh, you know, turn on, turn off different types of notifications, but they're made aware that there's something new in this group uh, to, to, to engage with. Uh, and then if they want it, they one click uh, share to whatever social networks they choose. They could message it to somebody. They could email it to somebody. Really, the whole point, though, is, 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 is create a group, invite people to the group, share information to the group, and have the group members decide how they want to uh, engage with that. And that's the four-step process. And the only other thing that's uh, important to mention, of course, is the analytics. Uh, admins can see uh, most popular content. Uh, group members that are generating the most interest in shared content. Um, we also have a pretty cool feature, John, that uh, utilizes embedded UTM parameters for the for the Google Analytic techies out there uh, that lets companies, if they have the system set up inside the Google Analytics, see which advocates are actually responsible for, you know, job applications being completed and um, you know, other types of conversions like demo requests uh, and things like that. So, but that's the process. It's pretty straightforward, four steps, group, invite people, push information, let the group members, uh, you know, engage with whatever they choose to engage with. And then, of course, the analytics. So, so in the analytics section, uh, if I'm a, so, so you go through the process and I have a, a universe of people that I am talking to and using this um, uh, timeline of stuff from the company as as the premise of this particular set of communications, um, and so I send it out to my list. Um, does does the analytics process tell me who looked at the email and um, or whatever the communications thing is and and where they are and their their IP address and that sort of thing? No, I mean, you, you get notified and you can proactively log on at any time and just kind of scan through the list of items that are on the timeline. Um, you might get a desktop notification that says, hey, there's something new here. You can ignore it, you can log in. But there's the analytics don't kick in until you do something with the information. So if you get on and um, you might read nothing but the, the timeline contents and go away and we have no idea whether you did that. Uh, but if you choose to share it, uh, then yes, we would, the analytics would show that, boy, um, you know, John Sumser just shared this article and my gosh, isn't that he generated uh, 100 clicks on the, on the, on the tweet uh, that, you know, linked into our link, link to our blog post. So you have to actually do something with the content in order for the, uh, analytics to to kick in, but it's not getting anything like um, IPs or this and that. It's just showing uh, clicks on um, you know engagement with the information that you're sharing wherever you're sharing it to. That's interesting. So Google has the information about who clicked, and and, and um, it's not apparent in the HR marketer product. Oh well, well it is. We're using our well, it is because we you know we 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 use our own trackable short URLs, but. Um, the, the linkage with Google is usually one of the challenges that marketers have is you, you put a short link, doesn't matter what it is, bit.ly, you know, doesn't, in a, in a tweet, and then a uh, hundred people click on it and they end up at your site and you just know that there was a hundred clicks from, um, from social, but sometimes it gets categorized as, as Twitter, sometimes it doesn't, but when companies start to use UTM codes, which is a Google, um, which is 
Google related, uh, then you can get a lot more details about where the clicks are coming from. And uh, that's so it's that if, you, if companies want to use that, to John, all the UTM parameters are just uh, included and embedded in all the links if you activate that feature in the product to give you a little more information about where the, where the traffic's coming from. Yes, I've wondered about those UTM codes. I didn't know that that was part of Google Analytics. Thanks, thanks for the tutorial. That's great. Yeah, so, well, oh, I had to. They we we got we studied this so much. We were some interesting trivia. So UTM is urgent tracking, um, urgent tracking mechanism. I think I always get the M mixed up. But there's an urgent software company back in the early 2000s that Google bought, which was the for Google Analytics today was the Urchin, U-R-C-H-I-N, software company. A pretty cool story behind that, but that's for another time. Yeah. So, so let me ask you the $64 million question, which is, um, why would an employee do this? Yeah, okay. Uh, because they want to. Um, and, well, and that's, I'm not being, I'm not trying to clown around. It's, it's I mean, again, the, the, the pain point that we're, we're hearing from, from companies is that there's, there's no easy way to notify employees of, of new content or other marketing activities or stories about the company. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, how most employees aren't even, aren't even aware, but most employees, John, you talk to, they, they want the company to be successful. They want their company to be, to be talked up in the media as a really cool place to to work. They, they want the company's webinar to have a lot of registrations because most employees I speak with, they get that that leads to success and success only helps them. Um, so we, we really feel in most companies we've spoken to that employees will be happy to promote the messages that the company's putting out. Now that said, no one wants to share the company's latest white paper on at their new ATS tool on their Facebook channel. The content's got to be channel appropriate and that's a different type of conversation but speaking of it is then we you know most employees will be will be happy to to participate but that said any for any advocacy program to be successful whether it's employee advocacy brand advocacy you need to make sure that the people you're asking to be advocates want to be advocates and we think most will but some companies make a real uh, effort to choose people uh, or have people volunteer to be advocates. They provide them with a little bit of training. They want to make sure they have a good social media network. Um, and then they're off and running. But but we feel it, it, we're building the product. Our engineer always reminds me, look, we're building this product for people that want to use it. Um, if you don't want to use it, that's, hey, companies are always going to have those individuals that um, choose not to pay it. And maybe those are conversation opportunities for HR. Maybe they're not on social, but maybe it's something else. Maybe they're not uh, engaged to the level that they should be and there's something else going on. But we think, a lot, we think most people are going to want to participate. Well, this is pretty exciting stuff. So when is the product launch? Uh, January. Yeah, we're, we're in beta now um, and uh, we hope to have a formal launch in January. So um, yeah, anybody listening wants more information, definitely reach out to uh, to me, would love to have a conversation with you. So that's a perfect segue. We have, we have blown through our, our time in a remarkable conversation. And um, if you would, please introduce yourself, reintroduce yourself, and tell people how they might get a hold of you. Mark Williman, uh, 
founder HR marketer. My email is mwilliman at HR marketer. If you Google um, HR marketer, my name, you'll probably see my LinkedIn profile come up or certainly our website. And you can just contact us through the website as well at hrmarketer.com. Fantastic. Mark, thanks. I'm excited to see how this goes for you. I appreciate you taking the time to do the show this morning. Yeah, thanks for having me and have a uh, safe and happy holiday season and um, a great 2018. Right. It's great catching up with you, Mark. We've been talking with Mark Williman, who is the CEO of uh, HR Marketer in Santa Cruz, California. They provide uh, players in the HR tech industry, both both companies and vendors, uh, the ability to broadcast their message more effectively. And he, Mark's been talking about the new advocacy product. So thanks for tuning in today, and thanks again, Mark. We will talk to you next week. Bye-bye now. 